Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we're going to be learning Masecha Sukkah, Daf Lamed Tes, and as well, much of Daf Mem Amad Aleph. And the reason we're overlearning is because I will be out of town on Wednesday. And uh, the plan as of right now, if I can get my act together tomorrow morning uh, and tomorrow night as well, is to learn uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday to overlearn and include Wednesday's Daf as well. There will be no learning uh, no pre-recording, nothing. There'll be no learning on Wednesday. We will have learned it all already. Hashem. Nothing on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we'll have a Chabura, a Daf Yomina Chabura at someone's house. I can't remember whose house it's at, but it's at someone's. I'll let you know. That's point number one. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we have Shear and nothing on Wednesday. No Shear at all. And tomorrow night's Shear will be from uh, Trump Towers. Uh, so I will be on Zoom, but we will not be in person. Uh, but we will be learning tomorrow night uh, at the same time. Uh, I'll try to get a nice background. What? Make Dafiomi great again. Make Gamara great again. <laughs> Got to get the G in there. So, um, yeah, so that's the story. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, live. Monday, live, but not in person. Wednesday, nothing. Okay, that's a lot of information. Let's continue. <laughs> Says the Gemara, we're six lines down on Daf Lamentesimadal, finishing off just a little bit of the sugya of Hallel that we had started. And then we're going to move into a sugya about Shemitah, one that theoretically could happen even this year because we're coming up on a Shemitah year and it does have some significant implications. In fact, our organization, uh, the OU coupled with YU, is putting out a huge uh, splash of halachic information for for fruits that are imported that happen to have been grown during that year. If you've seen in Jewel before, they sometimes put up a sign, you know, if the, if the peppers come from Eretz Yisrael, please note that the laws of Shemitah apply. Not that anybody knows what the laws of Shemitah are in Chutzlars. That's one of the reasons we're doing this. Also, what if an American goes to Eretz Yisrael during the year? I remember one of my years in Yeshiva, uh, it was a Shemitah year, and I remember seeing like every time they peel the cucumber, they save the peels in a bag until they spoil, spoil to the point that it was no longer edible, and only then you have to treat it's another level of Kedusha. It's mutter to eat perushviz. The Isra is working the land. We're going to discuss that a little bit tonight. We'll get into that sugya as well. Six lines down. Says the Gemara, Makam Shunagu Lichbal. We said there were some cases, and of course, we hold this way in our in our davening of Halal, that people double psukim. So Tana, Rebbe Kofil Badvarn, he would uh, repeat some psukim. Rabbi Eliezer Ben Parta Mosif Badvarn. He would actually include other things beyond what Rebbe had included in the doubling of Psukim. My Mosif, what did he add in regards to the uh, doubling of Psukim? Amar Abaye, Mosif Lichpol Me'odcha Ulamata. So well, we repeat that all the time. We sing a song. It's it's great for a song because Odcha twice and then the next one is perfect for uh, any any reasonably slow song, but everybody hates the slow. Okay, fine. So that's what the Gemara says. Is That's our minig. It's based on this sheet on the Gemara, Rebbe Lazar ben Parta, is that from Odcha until not quite the end of davening, but until Yehalalucha, uh, we actually do double all of those psukim. Next two das, third of the way down. We said in our Mishnah that wherever the minag is to be mavarech, if it's lavarech, then yavarech, then you make a bracha as well. Amar Abay, Loshanu, where do we have this that we follow the minag amakom, Loshanu, el acharov? That's only true at the, clothe, at the closing bracha of Halil. Aval, the fun of mitzvah lavarech. But when it comes, when it comes to the bracha itself, it is a mitzvah to be mavarech. Very unique language. Also, mitzvah to be mavarech, the mitzvah is to say halal. So that's a very unique language because normally we only have two brachos that we actually consider themselves to be mitzvos, certainly on a, on a Doraisa level. I guess all, all other brachos are mitzvos to Rabbanon, but is this an, uh, not a complex language, just a little flowery, that there's a mitzvah to be mevarech, the Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. He says, Kol ha-mitzvos kulan mevarech alein over la'as yasan, because whenever we do a mitzvah, 
almost always, there are some exceptions to the rule, but in general, when we do a bracha, the halacha is that we make the bracha before we do the mitzvah. This is called over la'as yasan, by our talesim. Uh, we are supposed to hold them up behind us, but ready to put on, then we make a bracha. Only upon completion of the bracha do we begin the atifas yishma'elim. Lulav and esrog, let's just talk about our sugya, esrog upside down, because then you're not yotze. Bracha first, flip it over, then you're yotze. So that's bracha called over la'as yasan, and just to take the language, the Gemara of the Gemara's language in the middle of Lamatesmal called Mitzvah's Kulan. Whenever we do a mitzvah, over we always make a bracha first. So here too, when we say halal, there's clearly a mitzvah to say halal under the circumstances. It's a dindarabanon. Can't be a dindaraisa. All the psukim are all are all from David Amelach. It's all it's all tehillim. So it can't be a dindaraisa. And it's not a dindaraisa, but we do have a mitzvah to make a bracha as well. Says the Gemara halfway down, my mashma the high over lishna de aktumehu. Where did they get this word from that over means uh, before? So the Gemara brings a few text proofs. There was a bit of a race to try and tell David Amelach that Avshalom had died. And Achimatz went derech hakikar. He went over the, the, the flat plains. He went in front of the other person who was trying to tell him. He went in front of him. So therefore, Vayavor means in front of. Therefore, over last, yes, it means the bracha has to be before. Abayam or Mehacha, no, Pasuk from Yaakov and Esav, who avarli fnehem, that uh, if you read the whole Pasuk, this was part of the dramatic story, who avarli fnehem, Vayishtachu, Arza Sheva Pe'amim, that Yaakov bowed down seven times as he was approaching Esav, Ad Gishto, so here as well, Avor, he went in front of them, therefore the word Avar means in front of, and lastly, there too, the language of Avor means in front of. That brings us to the new Mishnah, two-thirds of the way down, the Mishnah writes, switching uh, gears in regards to the overarching context, of course, it's still connected to the, the halachos of Sukkah, but what we're going to be talking about is what happens if a person is going to be buying their Dalid Minim from an Am Ha'aret during a Shemitah year. And that's mamish what could happen this year. This coming Sukkot, if a person buys their um, their Dalit Minim, one of the Sukkot we're going to get, okay, I bought it in September. I bought it in October, but when did it grow? We're going to discuss that too. Where are the lines in the sand from when a, a, a pre or when Lulav or when the Hadassim and Arabos are considered Tavshin Pei Beis, right? The Shemitah year, or if they're really Tavshin Pei Al, in which case there's no concerns of Shemitah at all. So we're going to discuss that as well. But the context of this Mishnah is that we're talking about, I am purchasing from an Am Ha'aretz. And we know that an Am Ha'aretz is chashid on a number of things. One of them is going to be Shemitah. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, excuse me, two-thirds of the way down, If I'm going to buy a Lulav and Esrog from my Chaver, who's an Am Ha'aretz, and it's a year of Shviz, of Shemitah, no saying lo Esrog b'matana. So the way he needs to orchestrate it is that, yes, I'll pay for the Lulav, the lulav is considered to have been before the year, right? Tavshin pei aleph in a non-shmita year. But the esrog has to be given over in a different way. That has to be given over You're not allowed to give that money over to an am ha'aretz during shviz. We'll see why in the Gemara. And the Gemara opens, okay, that's a really wonderful idea. But let's say that this businessman who's an am ha'aretz should be like, hey, you got to throw in the esrog for free because I am halachos of shmita. He doesn't care about halachos of shmita. Not one drop. So says the Gemara, So what, this is what's going to happen. It's not theoretical. You go to the Amara, it's like, I'm going to buy the Lulav, but because it's Shemitah, you got to throw in the Esrog. So what happens? He doesn't want to throw it in just free. So says the Gemara, you as the buyer have to have the following mindset. 
So let's say your lulav is $50 and let's say your esrog is $50. So in your head, you say, here's $100 for the esrog, right? You kind of, well, for, the, for the lulav, right? We're, I'm going to overpay you for the lulav as it were. And uh, you're going to give me the esrog for free. Okay, it's a harama of sorts, but it's in order to make sure that the money that's given over to that person is not money that paid for a Shemitah item. Says the Gemara, why? The lace of Leibahedja, let him just drop the $50 on the esrog as well. What's the big deal? Oh, so here we get into the, to the meat of this discussion. We do not give over money in value form to pay for fruits of Shviz. To Tanya, the Brysa writes four lines from the bottom on Lamites. Because the halacha is that when you have money that pays for fruit and shviz, the halacha is that it can only be used for a certain minimal core set of things, such as sustaining yourself. But you wanted to put it in, invest in the stock market, that money, you're not allowed to do that. The money that pays for payroll shviz has restrictions on it. But because the Amha Aritz is not going to be cautious about that, we have to be concerned about This is a din in the Torah that you're not allowed to do these things and that the Sukkim are quoted in Rashi here. If you take a, lo- a look at Rashi, it's about a little more than halfway down, that we don't give money over to the Amha'aretz, that it has to be that it's for food purposes. And if you look at the very end of Rashi, Rashi says, Because if I'm going to give him money for that esrog, and he then will break the halacha, so I, I'm the one who, who gave him the money. And that money was, was the, was the recipient. We flipped it. He gave me the esrog, right? And that, now he has money that was for shviz, but he's not from so this raises a lot of shilas in halacha. Just in general, if we have halacha in shulchan, can you give bread to someone who you know isn't going to wash until let's say daim and he isn't going to bench and the big sugin maseches of orizar b'chadi iber dinara treiber all these shilas that come up are really a whole slew of them. You, there's a shilas in poskim in the pischei tshuva. Can you give um, can you give an egg to a goy because it might be aver uh, minachai by a goy? It's a shilas in poskim. It's a fascinating shila. I asked the shila to a bunch of poskim. It's really not so simple. You have someone in your house who's not Jewish and you would say, you can use my fridge. You can take whatever you want out of your fridge. And they take out of your fridge eggs and they scramble them. So if by them it's Eber Minachai, by Yid, we have a Pasuk that's a Matir, right? No problem. But by a Goy, there's no Pasuk that's a Matir. So if they eat the eggs, or did you violate Leif Neiver? There's so many Shilas that come up about Leif Neiver. So we should just be super cognizant in general, especially in Elul. Are we doing things that might trip up other people? Parenthetically, there's a, there's a shaila in the Rishonim. Do you violate the Isra of Lifna Eber Lositein Mechshol if you actually put a stumbling block in front of a blind person? That's a shaila in halacha because the Pasuk is always learned in its homily form of like the halachic lens, not like the you're really rude and you actually put a cinder block in front of a blind person. So that's a discussion, not here, but it's a discussion as well. Anyways, that's what the Gemara is concerned about over here is that if I'm buying, if I'm buying an esrog from a year of Shviz, the money that I give in order to pay for the esrog, there's a set of halachos on that. It's la'achla, below la'schorah, as Rashi quotes the drasha. And because of that, I'm not allowed to give them. So I have a harama in my head. I'm paying you double for the, es- for the lulav. And the esrog is just coming along. It's a throw-in. Okay, it's a loophole. 
Ah, so says the Gemara, this is still part of the Brisa. What if you made him an error and you still gave it to him? Then we add another layer of loophole. Then Yomar, he says in his head, this money that I gave him, I'm going to move over the halachic status of that, of that money, which I gave him, and I'm going to put it onto fruits in my house. Now the money that this guy has is chulen, but the fruits in my house are shviyas, even though they weren't shviyas initially. I'm transferring over the status, top of Lama Testament base, unbelievable how far we go, and amazing that this works. This, this last one is a little more like mental gymnastics, and we need to understand the mechanics of it. It's more complicated, and the Rishonim do dig in a little bit. Rashi discusses this at the top. Rashi, the Ramas you can use it in all the right ways. All of that is considered appropriate behavior. But this, in fact, does work. Now, the Gemara says on the top of Lamed Testament base, when do we say, when do we say what? I could have said 10 things because we've learned 10 things in the last three minutes. So it says the Gemara, when would I have said what? Rashi says, the Muslim Gimel Suudos. That we give the Am Ha'aretz money that is only in total up to three meals, right? Because we assume that's going to be La'achil of That wouldn't be the Lifne Iver challenge. No problem. Where do we get this from? That's That's when he's buying something from the Am Ha'aretz that came from a field that was Hefker. Oh, fine. But if he took things from a field that was guarded, then so then even the smallest amount one should not give him any money whatsoever. That's not allowed. Third line, the Gemara says, hold on one second. You said the maximum amount that we're allowed to give, that low bar of three seudos when it's minha mufkar, when the Amharets took his um took his produce from a field that was not watched. It's minha mufkar, you can give him three meals. Masi says, that doesn't sound right. I have a bryce he This always, of course, means a contradiction in Tanaic sources. Hapagim, the Hayarbuzim, the Hashitim, the Chal, the Chalagloges, the Hakuzbar Shebeharin, the Karpa Shebenaharos, the Hagargir, Shel Afar, all of these different types of things. And I have no idea what most of these are, but I'll read them to you in the English. So the English that I have here is you're talking about rue and sorrel and asparagus and purslane and mountain coriander and river crest and meadow rocket. All of these things are low, low level types of, uh, of, uh, of herbs and growths. So says the Gemara, in all of those cases, none of them have any chiyuv and meiser. They're effectively weeds. And they're effectively like, they're just not valuable types of things upon which we give meiser. And then keywords for us, the nikhin, you can purchase them, mikol adam vishvis, you can buy them from anyone during a Shemitah year, because they're hefker. Wait a second. If they're not hefker, okay, that was a feature we saw. But where's the shear of three meals? We don't see a shear, a limitation of three meals here. And we know that it's not mina nishmar. We know that it's not being protected because the Brisa says so explicitly. So what implies from here is that while in the beginning of this sugya, you said that all that we can do, the maximum amount that we are allowed to give an Amha'aretz is up to three seudos. Here we see no limitations at all. And we know that it's from Hefker, Kashya. 
So the Gemara says, the, the is that you could give any huge amount of these. Of if it's from Mina Mufkar, yeah. If, if it's coming from a field that's Hefkar, that's correct. Because this Brisa over here says, the Nikhin Mikol Adam, that's even in Hamah Aretz, Bishvis, during Shemitah, Lefishain, Kayote, Bohen, Nishmar, these things are unprotected foods. So they're, they're, it seems if it's not Nishmar, there's no shear. There's no max, there's no concern of Lifne either, correct. Or seemingly, there's no halachic issue at all. It, it, it appears that this dindel raisa of la'achla below la'schora, the drasha we saw in Rashi in the previous summer, just dissolves when the food is mina mufkar. That's what's implied from the Gemara and what the Gemara is bothered by. Mm-hmm. But the Gemara returns back to where we are by with a, with a new kimta, a one third of the way down Lama Testament days, and says, He's the one who asks it and he's the one who answers it, namely Rav Sheshes from the third line. He asks the question and he answers it. Uh, I'm sorry, skip some words. <laughs> Just the answer. We're talking about the types of things that are going to sustain him, namely the same share. It's three sudas. We just, the Brisa left it out, but it meant that. It meant that. Okay, so the Gemara says really it's the same thing. So we've reenacted our limitation, and it is halacha lemaisa. It is halacha lemaisa that if we were to buy this year in a Shemitah cycle, we, we knew a guy, uh, not a guy, we knew an Amaritz, excuse me, and he owned an Esrog, and you wanted to buy it from him, and it's a Shemitah year. It's a big problem. You're not allowed to buy it from him directly because. In turn, you will have violated because if in fact he uses that money for for schora, well, the drasha said that it's only below the schora. So then you have violated the iser derisa You can only give him a maximum of three sudos. Okay, well, how does it work? Is it above the actual cost? Like, is it profit margin of three sudos? Lachora, you had to pay for the actual esrog. So let's say he paid forty dollars for the esrog, and you paid sixty dollars for the esrog. I hope that's the only markup. And he, he's a beneficiary of twenty dollars. And three meals is twenty-five dollars. You're good to go. Well, let's say three meals is ten dollars. So then you've definitely violated the halacha. That's absolutely true. Okay. Then says the Gemara, you're you want to say that the word bichtei man shanu that is talking about sustenance. My mashma man lishna dimizonehu. How do we know that man is a language of uh, of mazon? Very strange question, considering we have like parsha saman and we know that the Jews were sustained by man. Even stranger, the Gemara doesn't answer with that. The Gemara says, And this is a, uh, a Pasuk from Daniel. Why didn't we use a Pasuk in Chumash? Because the Rishonim have to play around with that. Maybe the maybe later before Shem. Seems a little strange to me. We're asking about man as to how it says. What? It's sustenance. Is, it, is that you think it's the same shalish? Mon from mon? Why not? I mean, whatever. I didn't mon, even. Because it's like mon who they called it mon. Correct. Mon who? What is this? Correct. But it's still sustenance from those psukim. Yeah, Wouldn't you have expected right. that? That you would have expected the psukim and the chumash when the Jews were in the midbar. Because it came from the shalish of mon who. Right. But it was food, Lamaisa. Certainly built them. Right. I'm just surprised it's a pusig in Daniel. It's not, I'm, I'm, this is me talking. I don't have an answer. I'm just like raising a, a yellow flag, <laughs> a light yellow flag. It's not a big question. I'm just, uh, it's a little strange to me. Okay, anyways, the word man does have its roots by man lehamamelech that he sustained them. Now, the Gemara is going to go back to where we started. And the Gemara is going to ask the following question on our Mishnah. In our Mishnah, we said, it seems to be that there's no problem with the lula, right? In fact, even more, we said that if there were to have been a concern about the esrog, that we, it might have been from Shviz, then what we do is we do a Ha'arama and we put all the money down on the Lulav and nothing on the Esrog. Says the Gemara, Ihachi, Lulav Nami. Wait a second. If the Esrog is Shviz, why isn't the Lulav Shviz? Why are you allowed to buy it at all from an Am Either of them. 
Says the Gemara, no, Lulav Barshishis Hanichnas Lashvis. He really, yeah, most of the Lulav grew during the Tavshin Pei Aleph, during the Nan Shemitah year. And as Rosh Hashanah came around, right after, yeah, they cut it. Then the Lakita was at that point. That's when they cut it. But, but it's really a last year produce, says the Gemara. I could have argued the same thing. It takes a long time for an Esrog to grow. I should have said Manafshach, as we would say in the learning world. However you're going to look at the Esrog, you look at the Lulav. And however you're going to look at the Lulav, you should look at the Esrog. But you can't say that the Lulav is not a Bar Shemitah, and the Esrog is a Bar Shemitah to the point that you can't give an Amar its money. That doesn't make sense. So the Gemara says, there is a difference between Lulav and an Esrog. Esrog, Basar, Lakita, Azlinan. We have a special din by Esrog, which does not apply by Lulav. That when it comes to Esrog, we look at the time that it's plucked. Masha'in came with the Lulav. We look at it when the primary growth took place. So now already we're going to be splitting hairs to, in some way as to how did that work? So we're going to see what the general rules are. I asked the Gemara, you're saying Esrog is by Lakita. That's not what a lot of the Tanoim said. We normally look at an Esrog as it relates to Chanata. Chanata is the halachic moment when a fruit becomes a fruit. It goes from a little bud on the tree to a fruit. When does this happen? When the leaves that are surrounding the beginnings of the pre fall off, then it is a fruit. Whenever that happens, that happens. So when when was that? When would that be here? Chanata is in that's in Tavshin Pei Aleph. That's in the non shemitah here because it's earlier. That's uh, uh, and then says the Gemara quoting a Mishnah. Ditznan, we have a Mishnah. Esrog shovel elam begimel drachim. An esrog is similar to a tree in three ways. Ule yerek bederech echad and similar to vegetables in one other in one way. Shavet le'ilan begimel drachim. We know that the that the esrog is similar to a tree in three ways. Le'orla that there's an isra of achila for the first three years, just like a right, just like a regular tree. Ule uh, revoy that in the fourth year we treat those pears they're mutter to eat, but they should be eaten in Yerushalayim, much like meiser sheni. Ule shvius that it's treated like that for shvius that we follow chanata. Oh. And how is it similar to a yerek to a vegetable? That when it is plucked, that's when we look at Meiser. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, Esrog Shavel Ilan Lechol Davar. Now, no matter how you cut these shitas, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabban Gamliel, it seems to be that an Esrog is similar to all other trees in regards to the moment of Hanata. That that's how we determine when an Esrog is an Esrog. So then I don't understand. How is it that you can answer our question five lines from the bottom of Lama Testament base by saying Esrog, Basar Lakita Zlina? None of the Tanaim seem to say what you're trying to say. You're trying to say, how can Lulav and Esrog be different? Hare, they both by and large grew before the year of Shemitah. And now the year of Shemitah comes along and you say, wait, Lulav and Esrog are different. Lulav, it's mostly Bashishis, it's mostly in the sixth year. But the Esrog, no, Basar Lakita Zlina, and it's only when it's plucked. How can you say that? All of these Tanaim say it's after Hanata. It's after the moment it becomes a fruit. So that doesn't even work. That was for sure in the non-Shemitah year. So says the Gemara, you're right. You're right. And therefore, it must be that there's another Shita in the Tanaim. Who? The Amar Ki Hai Tana. The Shita of our, the Tana of our Mishnah, who definitely distinguishes between a Lulav and an Esro, to the point that in our Mishnah, he says, put all your quarters down on the Lulav and take the Esro for free. He's coming up with this whole loophole. 
Says the Gemara, who the Amar ki haitana? The Tanya, the Brysa writes, three lines down, Mem Amar Aleph. Amar Rebbe Yossi, Avtolmos hei mishum chamisha zekenim. Avtolmos gave testimony about five of the elders. Esrog, achar lekita lemaiser. We follow an esrog, not as it relates to our conversation about shviz, as it relates to, to maiser. When do we measure the 10%? It's after lakita by plucking. It's not by chanata. Fine. And then the rabbis came along and they, they added one gzeira in usha. The amru, bein lemaiser, bein leshviz. Out of the blue? How does that work? So says the Gemara, shviz, man shmei. Why are you saying that? The rabbis were only talking about maiser. Why are you throwing in Shviz? They weren't even talking about this. Meiser is every, all, every year. We all have to give Meiser all the time. You just threw in the once in seven year factor that they weren't even talking about. Where did you get that from? It says the Gemara, Shviz man the Karshme. Answers the Gemara, you're absolutely right. And the Brisa that we just learned about, about Avtolmos and about the rabbis and where the rabbis came in and said that we always follow this man Lakita. Seven lines down, here is really how that brisa should have been read. That's really what the brisa should have said. Really, the shita of in the beginning of the brisa on the third, fourth line of this page, where it said, We're missing words. And those words were missing. We add them here. And then on that, because the rabbis not only included Lemaiser, but they then said, then So our Mishnah, which does distinguish between the moment in which something becomes part of the year of Shviz and not Lulav is pre-seventh year because it mostly grew in the sixth. And the Esrog is in the seventh year, it's Shemitah because it was plucked in the sixth. The answer is it's a sheet of the Rabbanan who hold quarter of the way down on Memamad Aleph, Basar Lakita, Bain Lemaiser, Bain Lashviz. And now we have the Shita of our mission. So there really is a seemingly large machlokas in the Tanoim between the Tana of our Mishnah and this Brisa. And the Brisa at the very bottom of Lamites, where both Rabbi Gamaliel and Rabbi Eliezer seem to say, no, it's only after. Um, it's only after the Shas Chanata. It's only after the time that the fruit is established. So now we have our Machloka. It says two Tanaim on each side, it seems. And then the Gemara says, Adiyuk. We're one-third of the way down, just about one-third of the way down on Mem We're going to be going another eight, nine, ten lines or so, and then we'll stop. Says the Gemara, what you said about our Lulav might be true, but it raises a question. Taima the lulav bar shishis hanichnas leshvizu. The reason why you said why the lulav is not actually shviz is because primarily it grew during the sixth year and happened to bridge over into the seventh year. But we look at Hanata. Ah, what's the diuk? The diuk is is hadashviz kadosh. It implies that if the lulav that you purchased was let's say fully grown during a year of shmita and cut, so there's no suffix of bridging from a non shmita. It, the implication of the Gemara is that if you buy a lulav, it should be just as problematic as the esrog of our Mishnah, in which case it incurs the iser de oraisa of Leif Neiber Losite Michshol of buying a lulav from an Amhaaret if the leftover monies for him are three meals plus. That's the implication. But says the Gemara, that doesn't work. I'm mine. Why would we ever say, why would your, you've left room for the inference. Why would your inference that had a lulav been fully grown during a shashmita, during a shnashmita, that it should be considered kadosh, that it has the kadosh of shmita? After all, 
Eitzim Be'almahu, Ve'eitzim Ein Bo'em Mishum Kedusha Shviyis. Wood never is subject to the rules of Shviyis. What happens to a lulav if you never cut it? It becomes part of the tree over time. It hardens. We learned about this. Remember, we were discussing how do we know that what does the Pasuk mean when it says, uh, so we were talking about, okay, it could be this part. Maybe it's the vines. Maybe it's the hard uh, uh, angled paneling that comes off the sides of the palm tree. We know that the lulav is going to turn into wood if we don't cut it. So says the Gemara, you're saying that there's a Kedusha Shviz. That's the deal that we make. It's not Kedusha Shviz. Wood doesn't have Kedusha Shviz ever. Says the Gemara, the Tanya, we have a brisa. What does the brisa say? You have uh, little pieces of wood. You've saved them up for storage. And you've got them on the field. So, if what you've collected is edible, then of course, then of course it would be subject to the general halachos of shviz. However, says the Gemara, and this is us, if um, it licked on the eitzim, what if all of you did what if all that you did was collect this for wood? Ein bahem mishum Exclamation point. The diuk that you left was that a lulav in the sixth year isn't problematic, but in the seventh, it is problematic. That's not correct. Because we have a bryson that says that when the lulav, when wood is saved for the sake of wood, there's no din of kdushas So then how can you say that a lulav would ever have kdushas Great question. The Gemara halfway down answer, shiny hasam. Nope, you are incorrect. And the reason is as follows. The Pasuk says that it's, for you it is edible. It has to be similar to achila. What does that mean? So it says the Gemara halfway down. This is a little uh, nuanced. When a person's usage of and the destruction of that item is the same. So let's say I'm eating food that I like. As I'm eating it, I get Hanna and the food gets destroyed at the same time as I chew it. Okay, very good. So that's what the Pasuk is talking about in Chumash. Yatsu Eitzim, but regular wood, Shana Asana Biuran, where the burning of the wood, that's the beginning. That, that's step one. The Biur and the Hanna are separated. When you eat a food, the Biur, the destruction of the food and the Hanna and the benefit is in the same moment. But by wood, when you burn it, Mm-mm. What what's the best part of a fire? The embers at the bottom. So when you start burning the wood, that's the bior. But the hana, the actual benefit of the wood is later. So that's true. What about a lulav? What was a lulav typically used for outside of the halachic realm? It was used as a broom. So says the, say the Mephorshim here that when you are sweeping the floor, your hana is at the same time that you're slowly degrading the lulav. We know this from our brooms that are not much better than lulavim. They still uh, are not so great. Sometimes the little things, they kick up at 45 degrees. Sometimes they get they stuck on things. So says the Gemara, a lulav is different. And because a lulav is not regular wood in that way, so therefore it, it, uh, it, is, uh, it, it, is, it is potentially subject to the dinim of shviz. One last little section and then we'll stop. Wait a second. There's some wood that has so much oil saturated in them that their use is to be used as a torch. And if it's used as a torch, then the hana, what you're benefiting from, and the or the consumption of the wood, is at the same time. Maybe we should say that. We should learn from there instead. We don't do that. We don't split hairs when it comes to types of wood. We just look at wood in general and say that most wood is used for burning. And therefore, we're able to make our diuk about lulav because most wood, the bior and the hanna are in separate moments. The bior is first and the embers come later. We're going to stop right here two-thirds of the way down. And we'll pick up tomorrow 
tomorrow night on Zoom only, right here in Amir Tashem, we will learn um, a lot, a blot and a half. Yeah, that should help us. All right, wishing you all a beautiful night. Welcome to you. I thought Shemitah never. Uh, uh,